Somebody help me with this. God said there is life and death in the power of your Now listen to me. We studied this the last couple weeks. You have got to understand this. When you say it, you have prayed it. Well, I'm never going to get ahead. So be it. Well, I'm never going to get a job. So be it. On the other hand, you know somebody's going to get blessed. Somebody's going to be debt free. Why? Because there is life and death in the power of the words you say. Now, we said this the last couple weeks. You and I are made in the image of God. Okay? God said, let there be light, and there was. God said, let there be mountains, and there were. This is why God said, put a guard on your mouth. Say this out loud. In my mouth. In my words, from this day on, will be blessings, prosperity, joy, happiness, peace. I break every curse in Jesus' name. Now, if you believe every curse is broken over the word you said, give the Lord a clap offering. Now, we know there's life and death in the power of the tongue. It's one of the most important things we can teach. It ama- Guys, it amazes me how negative Christians can be. Stop being, help each other. If you're married, help each other. Say, don't say that. Don't say that. People say all the time, man, I like to hang around with Pastor Larry. Let me tell you something. There's a price to hang around with me. I won't let you be negative around me. Don't be planting those seeds around me. Amen? But let me take you a step further in the understanding that there is life and death in the power of the tongue. In Galatians 6, look what God says. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Now, the thing I want you to understand today is that the words that you say are seeds that you have sown. The words that you say are seeds that you have sown. Now go with me over to page uh, 40, let's see. Go with me to page 56, and I want to show you something that most, uh, no, excuse me, go to 52, And I'm going to show you about words that you've sown that brings a curse on our lives and we don't really understand it. Let let me me show you this. If somebody walked into the front row and they sat down on the pew and they lit up a cigarette and popped a beer, I mean to tell you, ushers would be running. Christians would be fainting. God's holy people would be appalled. But the Bible says it's not what comes into your mouth that defiles you, but it's what comes out of your mouth. If somebody walked into the pew, sat in the pew and lit up a cigarette, oh, I mean to tell you, it would be, everybody would be talking about it. It would be all over Dallas. Somebody was at New Beginnings and sat in the front row and lit up a cigarette. Everybody would know. 
we would be appalled. But yet all over the world, people come into a church and they may not light up a cigarette, but they'll light up somebody's character. They'll light up somebody's personal name. They'll gossip. Somebody will be sitting right next to you, and if they lit up a cigarette, you would freak out, but you'll let them gossip and backbite and slander, and it's not what comes into the lips that violate us or curses. It's what comes out of our lips. You know, Tiz and I were doing a telethon in uh, Milan, Italy, and we taught, we taught about curses. And all of a sudden they came and got us and they said, our phones are lit up off the charts. People are calling in from all over Europe wanting you to pray for them to break the curse that they have put on their own lives because people are finally understanding that God means what he says when he said, I've placed before you life and death. I've placed before you blessings and curses Therefore, choose life, and one of the greatest ways that we are cursing ourselves, it's called in Hebrew, Loshom Hara. Now, we don't know what that means, but in Hebrew, it means the evil tongue. It means the evil speech. The Bible calls it gossiping or backbiting or slander. Now, I want to show you something here. If you have your Bibles, turn with Romans 1, 29. Leshom hara. In Hebrew, it means gossiping or backbiting or evil speech, but it literally means, when the rabbis teach it, it means building the city of evil. Now look with me in Romans 1. It says, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, self-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters of inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undeserving, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not physical, but spiritual, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Now look at, look at me. What does that mean? What is God saying? We read that scripture and it says murderers, and we go, oh, God, judge them. It says, it says thieves, get them, God. It says idolaters, oh, rain the fire down, Lord. But then it says backbiters, and we go... It says gossipers. It says those who do such things are worthy of the blessings of God being blocked in their lives. And it says not only those who do them, but those who approve of them that do them. What does that mean? Real quick, we don't have much time today. In, In the Torah... It says that if we gossip, a curse comes on us. If I spread a slander and I've made it up, I'm cursed by God. We get real spiritual when we, when we want to gossip. We get real spiritual when we want to slander. We call somebody up on the phone. Bring, bring, hello. 
uh, Sister Sounding Brass? Yes, this is Brother Tinkling Cymbal. And I'm just calling you because I'm concerned in my spirit. And I want you to pray with me. No, you're not concerned. You're gossiping. You're gossiping. Now, why do we gossip? We don't gossip because we're concerned. We don't slander because we want to pray about something. We gossip because we want to hurt the person we're gossiping about. It doesn't matter if it's a person in church, a person in your family, uh, another ministry. It doesn't matter. The Bible says that we're not to run around being busybodies. I'm getting amens on this side over here. I'm going over here. It's not, we're not to go around being busybodies. The reason why we gossip is to hurt someone. And that's why the Talmud, the Bible teaches us that gossiping is equal to murder. Because when we gossip, we're murder. Now watch where I'm taking you on this. We're murdering someone's name. We're murdering someone's ministry. We're murdering someone's personality. Now watch this. This is why God says, be not deceived. I will not be mocked. Whatever you have sown, it will happen to you. This is why, this is why the Bible says we wake up in the morning, we wonder, why is this happening to my life? And God said, because you sowed seeds, when you gossip about someone, you release that curse onto your life. Boy, y'all are being quiet on me. When I got on, on the internet last night and I was studying some more about Lashon Hara, about gossip, about slander, you know, of course, Lashon Hara is a Hebrew term, so uh, I pulled up, and, and it was rabbi this, and rabbi this, and rabbi this, and rabbi this, and then Larry Huck, and then rabbi this, and rabbi this, and rabbi this. All of a sudden, I'm in amongst all the rabbis, but here's the amazing thing. This week, which started on Friday night on Shabbat, this week on the Hebrew calendar is the, is the week of the light of Lashon Hara. Say, what does that mean? It means this week, if we'll, if we'll get it right, God will break the curse that we have put on our own selves this week. Somebody say amen. This is Paul's uh, second letter to the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians cha- uh, chapter 12, he says, now watch this. For I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I wish and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whispers, conceits, torments. Paul said, lest I come. Can you imagine? Paul is saying, lest I come amongst the Christians and I find that there is gossiping amongst the children of God. Now, I'm going to say this. And, and I know we're live on, on, on uh, stream and we'll be uh, on, on television with, with pastor. This church really is not a gossiping church. This church really is a friendly church. Somebody say amen. amen. We really are. And, and so I'm not preaching this 
because we got a problem. We don't have a problem. This is the friendliest group of people in the entire world that I've ever met. Somebody say amen. But I want to teach it individually because I'm going to be real honest with you. There are times I get caught up in gossiping. Oh, this is the first time this site said amen. The whole rest of the time, nothing. But watch this. I can break that curse off of me. And what a time to break it off of me and break it off of you. Look at what it says here. Psalms 15 says, Lord, watch. this is so amazing, church. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? Now look at, look at me a second, church. David is praying and says, God, who is allowed in your presence? Who is allowed in the presence of Jehovah Jireh? Who is allowed in the presence of the one who will heal, who will bless, who will deliver? Who is allowed in your presence? And then he answers, he who walks uprightly and works righteousness, steadfast charity, and speaks the truth in his heart, he who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friends. He said, Lord, who's allowed in your presence? And he says, it's not the one carrying the 50-pound Bible. It's not the one with the, 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 the gold cross around his neck. But God says, I'll tell you who is allowed in my presence. Is he who does not backbite against his neighbor. Now you say, well, but pastor, that's Old Testament. No, that's New Testament. They came to Jesus and they said, what's the greatest of all the commandments? What did Jesus say? He said, love your God and love your as you love yourself. If you say, if I say, and, and, and guys, I'm just as uh, uh, able to do this as you. If I say I love you, God, but then I slander another ministry. Let's say I don't agree with them. Let's say I don't think they're, they're doing it right. That is none of my business. Turn to your neighbor and say, mind your own beeswax. You know what I found out? I got enough of me to take care of. Oh, another amen. You know, I'm not coming over here anymore. I'm going over with my friends over here. Listen to what the Talmud says. He says, The speakers of Leshon Hara shall not be tolerated in the presence of God. So let's say, let's say, man, I've, I've been praying and I've been studying and I've been doing all this and, you know, and man, just calling on God. But then I'm, I'm, I'm talking about somebody. I'm backbiting about somebody. I'm slandering somebody. When I go before God to seek God for a blessing on me or my family on you, God said, sorry, you're not allowed in my presence. Say, but I'm born again. Yes, we are born again. That is the door. 
But what did Jesus say? He said, we've got to love God and love our neighbor. Because if I say I love God, but I'm saying bad things about you or bad things about anybody, then I'm a liar and the truth is not in me. How many have ever heard the statement, silence is? Do you know where that comes from? That didn't come so your kids, kids, silence are golden. That comes from this teaching. That it's better to be silent than it is to say something negative and release a curse on us and our family. Now look at this. The Talmud teaches that gossip, Leshon Hara, is a three-pronged tongue. And this three-pronged tongue kills three different people. So in other words, if I gossip, I'm killing three people. Number one, I'm killing the person that I'm gossiping about. Number two, I'm killing the person who is listening to my gossip. And number three, I'm killing myself because I've spread the gossip. The Bible says, he who, the the, the Talmud teaches, and it says, whoever speaks gossip has a curse on them. But whoever listens to gossip has a double curse. If they made a raid in downtown Dallas, and some guy's down on the corner and he's buying some, some marijuana, he's buying drugs, and while the drug dealer is selling him the marijuana, the police show up, who gets arrested? Both of them. Not just the drug dealer, but the drug buyer. But in, in God's teaching, he says, he who speaks evil against his brother is cursed, but he who buys the evil is double cursed because if there were no drug buyers, there would be no drug dealers. If there were no gossip listeners, there would be no gossip speakers. When I first got saved, uh, and, I, and I moved from St. Louis out to Flagstaff, Arizona, and uh, the church I got saved with did a, did a lot of mission work into, into Mexico. And so I was going back and forth into Mexico. All my friends thought I was smuggling drugs still. That I'm just using the church as a scam. That's not... See, no amen from you. See, nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. And so some friends of mine came out to see me and called me on the phone and said, Hey, man, we're here in town, you know, and this and that. And, and come here. So, you know, we were talked to witness to everybody. So we went out and got them and brought them home. And they, they come in the house. And next thing you know, they're, they're opening up and they're pulling out a doobie. How many know what a doobie is? Shame on you. How many have a doobie on them? No, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's where the doobie, brother, it's, it's, a, it's marijuana, they put for, for all you people born in church. And so all of a sudden he pulls out marijuana, he goes, hey, you want some? And I said, man, don't smoke that around here. I said, I'm not doing that anymore. 
Now, I was only saved about three months. Now, if dope dealers are still calling me 33 years later, you're over my house, we're fellowshipping, the phone rings, and he goes, uh, is uh, Pastor Huck here? The Doobie Brothers are in town. If after 33 years, the dope dealers are still calling me, it's probably because I'm still buying. Right? See, people say, well, I don't gossip, Pastor. People just come to me. They just want to share with me. The reason why the gossip dealers are still calling you is because you're still buying. Say amen. If every, every time the dope dealers would call me, I'd witness to them about Jesus. Tell them how I'm born again. Tell them how God has set me free. Tell them I don't do dope anymore. Why do you think they call it dope? I remember going back to St. Louis, and, they, and, and, and some friends called and said, Man, I hear you back. Listen, we're having a party. Come on over. But don't bring none of that Jesus stuff. I'm telling you, wherever I go, Jesus is going with me. I may have put a damper on the party, but I brought the light. I went to that party, and seven people gave their lives to Jesus. But I'm telling you, the dope dealers quit calling because every time they called, I'd witness to them about Jesus. Every time somebody wants to gossip, you ought to just say, you know what? Jesus wants us to pray and break this curse. And I'm telling you, the gossiping and the curse will be reversed. Somebody say amen. There's a great book, a Jewish book out called, and I won't tell you, say it in Hebrew because nobody understands, but it's called The Ways of Righteousness. The ways of righteousness. It's taking the word of God and teaching. And listen what, what, what this great, great sage says. He says, the words that we speak are building blocks of our soul. He goes on to say, Rabbi goes on to say, before you speak, you are the master of your words. But after you speak, your words are the master of you. We go, why can't I get a breakthrough? Why can't I get, 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 get uh, 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 the financial blessing that I'm looking for? Why can't I get this? A curse without a cause does not come. But folks, you've got to understand. You've got to understand. This day today was ordained by God. As I got up on the internet, and I'm studying the different rabbis and the teachings of gossip and slander, Lashon Hara, it comes up to today is the week of the light of Lashon Hara. God has picked this day to break the curse that we put on ourselves so that he can flood us this next year with the blessing that has been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. Now, I'm going I'm I'm to tell you something. I'm, I'm, I'm just as, as apt to do this as you are. But let's make a pact before we pray. We're not going to gossip anymore. If there be anything good, if there be anything pure, let's think on these things. And I'm telling you something. 
There are people today, right now, that are going to get healed in their body. There are people right now, you're going to go home, and there's, there's a lady in the building right now whose husband is getting, getting ready to leave you. You're going to go home. He's going to be a changed man. You're going to walk into that place. It's going to be different because God is going to break that curse. Somebody say amen. Are you ready? I want every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, just for a few moments. The first thing is to give our lives to Jesus Christ. As our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, no one's looking around. You'd say, Pastor Larry, I've never been saved. I've never been born again. Or I have, but I'm, I'm backslid. I'm away from God. And I want to give or rededicate my life to Jesus. I want you to hold your hand up right now and just, just keep it there. Now, I'm not going to raise your, ask you to raise your hand, but we are going to break the curse that we have put. Listen, listen to this. If we speak a word of gossip, whatever we have said, God said, be not deceived. This is what this is about. God will not be mocked. Whatever you have sown, that you shall reap. If I talk about another church, I'm not going to hurt that church. I'm going to hurt my church. If I talk about somebody else's kids, I'm not going to hurt their kids. I'm going to hurt my kids. If I talk about somebody else's money, I'm not going to curse their money. I'm going to curse my money. So we're going to break the curse and release the blessing. Can I have an amen? Okay, everybody lift your hands up towards me. Let's come in agreement. If any two come in agreement, we are coming in agreement right now. Say this out loud. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent. For gossiping, backbiting, slander, I will never do it again with your help. Every curse that I have spoken over myself, the person who I've talked to, the person I've talked about, I break that curse right now in every area in Jesus name and I receive the blessing that is already mine paid in full by the blood of the lamb every curse every family curse every generational curse I break it and I reverse it right now right now in Jesus name amen and amen. Now give the Lord a clap offering and praise him.